And welcome to episode 36 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe, and as always, I'm joined by Whip. Say hello. Hello. And I'm joined by Drama. Say hello. What? <laughs> Drama Matt, how are you doing, buddy? You sound like uh, sound like maybe you've uh, you've forgotten some French. <laughs> uh, sacre bleu, cordon bleu, blue. Okay, no, that's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm glad. How are you guys doing? <laughs> No, I'm joking. We're joined by the illustrious Remleys. Hello, everyone. Hello. How are you doing today, dude? I'm not doing too bad, all things considered, in regards to my spine. Ooh. Oh. Um, as some of you may be, may or may not be aware, I suffered an injury to my spine about 18 months ago, and full diagnosis is as follows. Two discs close to perforation and abnormal bone growth in my coccyx. Oh, oh. mate, that's brutal. Oh, very. Yes, I'm... I'm on quite a lot of medication for undergoing physiotherapy currently, and the medication makes me as high as a kite. Well, it's not all bad, I guess. <laughs> no. And if, if it helps, the diagnosis of abnormal bone growth is one of the most metal diagnoses. <laughs> or diagnoses. Oh, oh yeah. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure the, you know, never-ending pain is... It end up looking like the album cover for Heartwork by Carcass. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> That's pretty metal. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, do you want to actually introduce yourself for anyone that might might possibly listen to this who who doesn't know who you are? Not that there will be, because who the fuck knows who we are? But, you know. <laughs> um, yes. Hello, everyone. This is Remnace from Forty K Theories. You may actually know me from Sniper Whip's video about uh, the ten weird facts about Rogue Trader, and the yes. guy who talked about um, Obi Wan Clouseau and mentioned about the squigs. Yes, yes. Thank you for that, by the way. Yes. <laughs> well, of course, you're welcome. We need to smuggle you into more videos, honestly. That was that was great. <laughs> I can't hear Laura unless it's in your voice now. You've completely destroyed me. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I, I guess the first order of business is something that we, we all have a little something, something to say about. Yes. Which is the uh, the recent Netflix death note. Yes, yes, someone should have killed that in its inception. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it was... It, I, I watched it last night. It was... Definitely a thing that I apparently pay money for. The only good thing about it was Jeremy Irons. Not Jeremy Irons, um, Wim Defoe. Sorry, I watched the yeah. film last yeah. had Jeremy Irons in it. Confused, but yeah. yeah I know, it's easy to get confused, they're both weird. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Will, Willem, yeah. Willem Defoe was the only saving grace about that film. Honestly, I loved Willem Defoe as Ryuk. I thought he was perfect. Yeah, because he... he's got that creepy kind of thing, the way they mo-capped his face, so the moment he grinned, you were like, oh my god, it's Willem Defoe! <laughs> In case you couldn't tell already. The, the problem was, no one else was cast right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that the, the guy cast as Light, Light Turner. Turner, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a great name. But yeah, like, I'm pretty sure he was only cast because he, like, towards the end, he's kind of, like, doing the kind of, the bags underneath the eyes, kind of, like, low look, kind of like, oh, I'm so crazy, kind of look. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that... Like he has to search like Wikipedia to get his alias. 
It's a bit... Yeah, that was. Mm. You see, I, I have a bit of a, a bit of a theory about it. So you know, um, you know, uh, Star Trek Enterprise. Yes. This is a very. This, this is going somewhere. Don't worry. <laughs> um, I hate the theme song for that show. Oh, it's terrible. Well, I don't. As a song, you see, a couple of her friends of ours, they, they got married to that song. And in context of a wedding, it's fine. Well, yeah, because it's like super... <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, I'm going to cry. But as a Star Trek like intro, it's the worst. It's only one step below the original 60s Star Trek, but let's be honest. <laughs> that had that great kind of 60s like yeah, but cheese to it, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's got an excuse. It's the 60s. It's got an excuse. Yeah. Yeah, but so Star Trek Enterprise, I feel, all started off with the problem of that a it was made. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, don't pull your punches now. Uh, and and B was that the ship and the show was named Enterprise. Now that means from the off, this it's wormed into your head that there's a continuity issue for you to be looking out for because it's the the entire show is named after a ship that has never been brought up before. And that would have been brought up since it's, you know, the Enterprise line is the most famous line of ships in the Federation. Mm. And it's not like it's a pre-Federation ship either. It's one of the first. So it puts you into the mindset to look for continuity errors. Because the whole show is based on one. If they'd have just called it, I don't know, like, for the sake of argument, because I know that the new one is being called Discovery. Like, if, if the original ship was called the Discovery, or maybe not the Saratoga, because it's probably going to get blown up, but... Yeah. Um... But if they'd have called it anything else, then I probably would have gone into it without quite such a pedantic mindset. Likewise, with Death Note, because they named all the, well, they named, like, especially the main character, Light, even though that makes even less sense for just a random Western guy to be called Light. I will say, I would have liked it if in the movie someone had turned around and gone, Light? That's a really weird name. What's wrong with you? Yeah. If someone had just called him, called out that it's a strange name to give someone. I mean, yeah, to be honest, um, at least with American Gods, the main character... I mean, I don't know if you ever guys have seen or read the novel, but the main character is called Shadow Moon. At least he has the excuse, like, yeah, my parents were hippies. I was like, okay, that makes sense. You see, yeah. I think that is the excuse in the American Death Note, because there is a, a, a throwaway line earlier on um, talking about uh, Light's mum was a hippie. Oh, because she's, she's because like she's because of being kind of a pacifist, but it's not brought up in context of the name at all. So I think that's supposed is supposed to be the excuse of that is you know mum was a hippie, but it's not explicitly stated, and it actually took until after I'd watched it until those kind of things kind of sunk into place, and was like, oh, was that the reason? They probably could have dwelt on that a little bit more. Yeah, know? just a tad. But yeah, the thing is, because they named the character Light, it means you go into it with the expectation of it being the Death Note story. And it's not. <laughs> and the fact that they named the film Death Note as well. <laughs> well, you see, if it was just... There's that issue as if well. If it was just the story of some random dude, I don't know, let's call him... Dark. I was... I was... <laughs> Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Let's... Darkwing Duck. Okay. If, if Darkwing Duck had Death Note... God almighty, I, I never knew how much I wanted that until just now. <laughs> well, if it was just a random story... When in trouble, you get fucking killed. <laughs> Let's get dangerous. <laughs> oh, yes! I, it would have been improved if if he if Light had have put the Death Note down, looked dead at the camera, and with all sincerity said, Let's get dangerous. And then it turned into Darkwing Duck. I, I would have been behind it. But, oh. 
That and Willem Dafoe would have been the most perfect movie. <laughs> but yeah, if they'd have just called, if they called him whatever, just just yes, let's call him Dark for the sake of argument. Um, if they'd have called him that, then you wouldn't have gone into it going, oh, he has to be this this genius sociopath that Light is in the Japanese one. He can be whatever, and the fact he's a bit of a doofus doesn't really matter now. I, I petitioned to, to call this American Light Dim. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Dim's big problem mm. is, he's a bit dim. Yeah, because, like... Just a tad. He's just a, he's just a shitty teenager, yeah. really. Because, I mean, the thing is, like, the Japanese Death Note is, when it gets right down to it, absolute batshit insane goofy nonsense. Oh, yeah. But, God, it sells it. But it... It, like, commits to it so hard, and to me, the interesting thing about that is it's about the slow progression. Yeah. It's how he starts off as this pragmatic, but well-meaning, like, high-achieving, arrogant... (laughs) But, like I said, he's fundamentally not a bad guy to begin with. He's just very pragmatic. And by the end, he's a psychotic god-delusion... Like supervillain. I am the god of this new world of justice. Yeah, and and that's and the fact that there isn't like I mean, I mean it's been a while since I've seen it, but it doesn't feel like there's one defined moment where the line. Well, I made so many different changes in the Death Note law with the American one because, like, you know, in the anime, like, um, oh, what was the name of um, his uh, Lolita, his gothic Lolita girlfriend, Misa. Yes, yeah, um, Misa, Misa. She, yeah, because she, she's able to see Ryuk after touching the Death Note. But, yeah. yeah. And anyone's able to see Ryuk after touching a piece of the Death Note. But in the American one, that never brought up. I like to think it's because they know that having me immortals gaze upon Willem Dafoe for any length of time is sure to send them mad. Well, look what it did to Dim. Oh, yeah. Well, no, because the same thing happened in the anime. You know, that guy on the bus, when he hijacked the bus, and then he handed, like, a note to the guy, and then he saw Ryuk start shooting, and Ryuk's just like, huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've got about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. like, because he plans it all out, because I think he's being followed at that point, so he's like, ah, I'm gonna... Yeah, because there's a member of the FBI sitting right behind him. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is funny that the FBI are in Japan at the point in time, but still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's no more It's no more weird that um, in, in the American one, Light's dad starts an investigation into Kira when there's literally no evidence of it being in Seattle at that point. No, because they all think it's in Japan. Or whatever. Yeah, like, all like shit's going he's just Japan. randomly decided to investigate it for no reason. Just well, some yeah, cop he, somewhere. He read the script. Well, yeah. <laughs> Presumably. It's like he really jumps the gun since as he's looking at the room that's been wrecked by fellow cops that he was going to investigate it in, then he gets a phone call from Elle. It's like, wow, that's ludicrously narratively convenient. Mm-hmm. It just makes you think, has there, any, has there ever been a case of a live-action film being made um, from an anime that's actually been good. Because that's like, you know, you got the live-action Dragon Ball, which was a pile of shit. Oh, I was literally sitting there watching Death Note going, I hope Goku shows up. <laughs> Dragon <laughs> like, Ball Evolution Goku. Yeah, that one. is like, hey, bro, what's up? I'm gonna fucking go over here with my Dragon Balls. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, the live-action Attack on Titan, and even though that was made in Japan, it was still shit. <laughs> I have yeah. not heard good things, honestly. The only, the only good thing about it is, is the actual Titan effects. They were actually pretty decent. They were, they were relatively creepy enough. And when you got the Eren Titan and the whole suitmation, I liked that. But then you had things like, oh, there's baby Titans now. I was like, what? when the no, the Titans can't have babies. No, there's babies now. I was like, no. 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 no, no. no. That's not a thing. And, and the <laughs> Stop fact, that. And the fact that everyone looked 
exactly the same. And the only character who was cast perfectly was Hanji. And I'm not saying they look the same just because they're all Asian. Don't get that image in your head. It's just because, you know, in the <laughs> anime, you know, you had like someone with black hair, someone with blonde hair, someone with red hair, etc. Everyone just had the same haircut and same hair color. Yeah, like, it was I mentioned. Don't, I can't like, tell if that's Aaron or Aaron. Or Aaron, yeah. Aaron rather, sorry. Yeah. Because I remember in the anime, like, they're talking about, like, because humanity's kind of, like, been ushered into, like, a really small enclosed space. And, like, oh, yeah, like, there used to be, like, different continents where people would hang oh. out and that's why you've got such a melting pot of like cultural that's why of... everyone's name is from all over yeah, the place yeah, which and I that was... reminds me as well in, in live action Attack on Titan there's cars and tanks lying around oh because it's set like more contemporarily isn't yeah. it exactly. to what end I have to wonder yeah I've, I've not seen it Like I kind of wanted to see it when I heard that yeah it was, it was Toho making it mm. and it was like okay I want to see that and then all the reviews came in and I was like mm, maybe I'll, I'll leave off for mm. now. what it should have done was Attack on Titan versus Godzilla <laughs> that would have been so yeah. cool. It's like to- a- Toho and, and the license after all, so you know. Yeah, uh, like a bunch of like uh, Jaeger pilots trying to take down <laughs> like Godzilla. <laughs> what, have, have, is, have Jaeger in a Jaeger fighting Godzilla? Yes, while drinking Jaeger. Yeah, while drinking Jaeger. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude, that sounds amazing. I, I just seeing him in in a Jaeger, just screaming, "I am now the Jaegermeister taking a swig." <laughs> Because he is the master of all Jaegers, then. And his finishing yeah. attack is called Jaeger Bomb! <laughs> oh <my> god. <laughs> what, you guys, why aren't we, like, selling these ideas to Hollywood? Because holy shit. Well, be better than we've got Death the... Note with Darkwing Dark. <laughs> we've got the Jaeger Jaeger Jaegers. Did any of you guys read the Attack on Titan Spider-Man crossover? What? what? No, what? I didn't know that How was a thing. How have you not known about it? Hang on, I'll try and find you a picture. Um, but, yeah, there was an Attack on Titan Spider-Man comic crossover... Um, I'm not sure if it was just Spider-Man. It might have been actually been the. Might have been no. It was actually the Avengers. Oh, damn. oh okay. Because um, I know, yeah. Because there's there's been a few things like that. Yeah, yeah there's 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 a, there's a picture for you. Because it's like Godzilla is still part of Marvel canon. Yeah. Oh God, those Titans! Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so the Transformers. So I'm waiting for the, you know Optimus Prime to show up in the next Marvel movie. I know this doesn't play well for a listening audience. I'm just kind of dumbfounded by looking at Spider-Man running away from a pair of grinning titans. <laughs> They're so happy, though. Oh, okay. That's, well, that's, that's the thing. Spider-Man! <laughs> <laughs> we love the Spider-Man. How did you feel about Death Note's weirdly 80s vibe I for no reason? I did not like the 80s music. There was no point for that. No, I mean... Considering like the anime, when it did use musical scores, it was pretty much always like classical, neoclassical, that kind of thing. And then mm. they were just going to have... With the 80s vibe, I was half expecting Rick Astley to show up. Oh, God. <laughs> if, that had, if that had happened, I would have just it smoked It wouldn't so have been hard. out of place. Speaking of Rick Astley, I saw a clip from him the, the other day. Um, he actually performed a metal version of Never Gonna Give You Up with Foo Fighters. Good. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I can die happy now. Yeah, I was just disappointed there was no maximum the hormone in it. There really should have been. I mean, like there were so many little things they could have done, like when no, when note, when Dim goes back to his his room and he's he's, he's doodling in the Death Note. He should have been eating chips in that dramatic way. We... Yeah, it's like well, even if it was just him just sitting there stuffing, like just cramming crisps in his mouth, I would have been like, yes, because he's taking a potato chip and eating it. <laughs> like, that would have been so good, but no. That was still a, that was still a better scene than that one scene from Attack on Time where everyone's angry eating their cereal bars. They're <laughs> 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 just so mad. <laughs> it was also uh, Death Note was also weirdly gory in places, like out of nowhere. Yeah, like the first kill was like. Crazy gory. 
Mm. I was not expecting that. I mean, I was kind of like, eh, but... <laughs> Although I did like how the kills in it were very Final Destination. They were very Final Destination. It was like they, they tried to come up with some justification as to how people get kills by the elaborate, by the ways that, you know, you, you write it in. Like, yeah, the first one's like, oh, he gets killed by decapitation, so it shows the chain of events to lead up to that. Yeah, like a woman drops a grocery bag, yeah. and that somehow results in some teenage shithead getting decapitated. Yeah. As you do it. As you do, yeah. Like, I actually kind of like that. And the one thing I do wonder about the whole thing is, if you had never experienced anything to do with Death Note before, so you didn't have these this kind of preconceived idea of what Death Note was, how would you feel about it? Because I don't think it's a terrible story that's being told. It's just such a different story that it, it makes you kind of go... What's going on here? Yeah, I mean, I still think they should have just not had light in it. It should have been some random dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that would definitely have helped. Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree, though, at least they didn't go into the whole um, the whole Mellow and Hope story. Oh, oh God, that was dreadful. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, the, the definite animation ended after um, Elle died. Yeah. yeah. It Preach. should just ended there, because that was perfect play. That was perfect time to end. It's like, oh, look, it's his, it's his students, Hope and Mellow, and one some weird... Ginger kid with a bob cut who's obsessed with eating chocolate and dressing in women's clothes. It's yeah, like, it's like, what, I mean... What, what am I watching now? What? Yeah, and that really did bug me, because like, L was supposed to be this big, super sleuth, like, massive boner detector. And, like, detective, not detector. <laughs> a boner detector is a different thing, my darling. <laughs> I've been reading different types of fanfiction, uh, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> No, and like all, all of this, he's basically like they make out he's irreplaceable. No one can match his intellect, and then they're like, "Oh no, he's dead." Well, we'll just bring two more out. Like, oh fuck off! It's fine. We had two more in the warehouse, you know. God damn it! Yeah, that pissed me off. Yeah, I'll be honest. I I, I think I watched the rest of Death Note after L died, but I don't remember much about it. I just remember sitting there going, "This is dumb." Yeah, it was yeah. just dumb. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, there was the live-action Japanese movies as well. Yeah, I watched those, and they were they were better than the Netflix one. Oh, definitely. I mean, they were still that, weren't great. No, but, but at least they, mm. at least they tried to be lo- you know loyal to the source material. Yeah, yeah I mean, also live-action series in Japan as well, wasn't there? Yeah, there's a drama. It's available on Crunchyroll. Yeah, yeah I, I watched I watched a few of those, and it was terrible. Oh, it was I remember terrible. the guy who played L was awful. It's like the guy in the uh, the American uh, Death Note playing L. How he's just like he's trying to copy the the mannerisms of L and the anime, and it's just so cringy. I really wish they stopped doing just that. Stop doing it. You can't do it. Every live ad- a live action adaptation, they try and imitate L's way of sitting and picking things up. In like his, a twat. His sweet obsession. Sweet but, obsession. That's fine. But, but the way he's the way he sits there and he holds everything kind yeah. of like with his elbows like stuck in the air. It's like that's a bit ridiculous. It just always looks really stupid. It looks like they're they're trying to be super like random and hardcore, and it's just a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> So have any of you seen the live-action Ghost in the Shell yet? No. no. I've seen one scene from it which is like, well, yes, this is your ghost. We're putting I, it in I find, the I shell. I find <laughs> that they cast um, Togusa, who like in the anime is like late 20s to mid 30s, and he's like someone who looks like about 60. I was like, I thought oh. he was meant to be the rookie. Hmm. I mean, the only thing I, I think was a perfect casting choice was casting um, Takeshi Kitano as Aramaki. I was like, that's perfect. God, I haven't seen it in so long. 
I'll be honest, I've never actually seen the original Ghost in the Shell. Oh my god, you're I've a fake anime to. fan. Get out of here. Hey, I, ne- I never said I was an anime fan. I do actually have an anime to talk about. The, or- the original movies and the TV series were actually good. The, the um, anime TV series, that was good. Uh, standalone complex. Because actually expanded on the characters some more and actually introduced some new ones who actually, you know, weren't utter dicks. Yeah. yeah. That is always good. And plus those spider tanks were fucking adorable. That's the <laughs> yeah. These giant spider tanks with the voice of cute anime girls and it's like, I want one as a pet. Konnichiwa! <laughs> like, oh, hello, darling. <laughs> I'm going to stop with my, uh, yeah. my super Japanese-ness. I, I did. I, I have actually watched an anime uh, since the last podcast as well. Dude. I watched an entire one, which is super rare for me. Bible Black? Uh, no, no, it was not. <laughs> Don't Google that, ladies and gentlemen. Holy shit, don't Google that. No, unless your followers are slanesh. Yes, mm. in which case, you're, that'll be fine. Now, I watched uh, Mob Psycho 100. Oh, not about the same guy who did One Punch, One Punch Man. Yeah, uh, his name's Juan. I, I don't think that's his given name. I think that may be a pseudonym. Oh. Um, but he's the writer of One Punch Man, and yeah, he also wrote um, Mob Psycho 100, which is about a small boy who is impossibly powerful. Okay. It's kind of similar to One Punch Man in that regard. Yeah, Except in once he punched things with his brain. One hit man. He's more he's, one... He's one slap boy. No, he's more one brain man. One brain man. I guess that doesn't have the same ring to it yeah. as Mob Psycho 100. Yeah, it's about this little kid called Mob, um, who's just, yeah, he's just like the most powerful psychic who will probably ever exist. So he's like an Omega-level mutant. Pretty much. Okay. Um, it's like Akira. <laughs> Except about the giant baby, <laughs> big spooky baby, big spooky baby, fat baby Jane. But yeah, the whole the whole thing is like him, him trying to be something, for, or like actually make something of himself. Real, because even though he's got these powers, he's like, well, those, those these don't matter because I just have these. I need to do something for myself. So he like joins the what was it the body improvement club. Who are like these bunch of crazy muscular guys who are the most adorable like people in anything ever? Because <laughs> they're just really nice. It's kind of, it's just kind of pleasant to have kind of, a kind of jock stereotype characters, and all of them just be genuinely nice people. Oh, that's pretty fun. Like not playing on the stereotypes so much. I was like that guy from um, Full Metal Alchemist, um, Armstrong. You know, his little quiff. His yes. Name. Oh god, that little curl. What the hell is up with that? Curl? <laughs> oh, it's like Superman. Isn't it? Superman had the kiss curl, didn't he? Yeah, it yeah. was daft as buggery. God damn. <laughs> but he's allowed to be like, daft. He's an, he's an anime character. Well, I'm not going to like tell him to his face. <laughs> well, apart from that, he's not a real thing. But I don't want to get punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually do something different with, with Mob Psycho as well. I actually, for the first time in a very long time, watched the dub of it. <gasps> because... Heathen. I usually hate dubs. Heretic. I, I don't go near them. Um, because I think it's because I... I my... can't do it because I've been watching anime, like... I, I watched dubs back in the day when I was a little girl, and it ruined so many stories for me. So mm. by just not being about anything, it was just... It dumbed it down and made it stupid and about completely different things. I'm talking about the Sailor Moon dub, I'm though, talking about Sailor Moon <laughs> dubs, which are fucking terrible. And oh, then is I that when they the, turned the, the lesbians into... Oh, no, we're cousins, like... Oh, they were cousins, which is like, okay, so incest is better. Let's make it worse now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like oh no, you see incest. That's fine. Kids totally get that, but lesbianism, ooh, yucky! It's like, oh my fucking god, stop! In, in first, I, there are certain dubs I don't mind, like the Ghost in the Shell TV series. I didn't mind the dub of that, um, but like 
I watched the subversion of Attack on Titan first, you know, and I thought it was really good. Then I made the mistake of watching an episode of dub version. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I watched it, 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 is, it is a terrible dub. Like, the Eren Titan, I mean, like, because in the, you know, the Japanese version, the Eren Titan is like a full on. But in the anime, it's like. It's like. <laughs> it sounds like someone just stepped on a cat's tail. <laughs> oh god. It sounds so fucking wimpy. Yeah, remind, yeah. I, did, I didn't get very far through watching uh, Gurren Lagann um, dubbed because as soon as I heard Kamina's voice, and I was like, "No, no, I'm not doing this." Well, because he was like, "Oh, hi, I'm Kamina." Yeah, he became way too American, and I couldn't deal with it. Yeah, like super cheesy American. But yeah, I, so, but I actually watched through Mob Psycho dubbed because I, I ha- because yeah, I've from watching. I think it's mostly from kaiju movies. I got used to dubs being universally terrible, and you missing things because they. <laughs> remove information or switch things around and I wanted to watch the original story so I just always watch subs and never given it much mind but I realised that I got to this point where I literally would not watch a dub under any circumstances I'm still at that point and I can't see a problem with it (laughs) so I thought I'd try and get over it and the Mob Psycho one's for the most part pretty good I've heard heard the Jojo dub's pretty good like Matt Mercer does a voice in that, and I just like I just I've been subbing so long, I just I can't go back to dubs. No shade on anyone who does like dubs, that's fine. Mm. I don't think less of you, even though I probably should. But <laughs> please don't get angry. At the problem me. is with certain anime as well. You just simply can't dub it because you lose like most jokes. Like for example, with um, Polar Bear Cafe, because most of the job, most of the jokes are you know the Japanese language puns of words sounding the same, and oh, yeah. you lose yeah. that entirely with a dub. Because it's like, mm. almost like, oh, you mean like, like, walk, talk, but, you know, but it's like in the dub version, it'd be something like, oh, kangaroo, banana. It's like, that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> to be fair, that does sound humorous, but in a completely different kind of absurdist. Look, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know what they say, kangaroos and bananas. What? I, I do remember, like, if you... Speaking of bananas, has anyone seen Banania? Banania yes. is so good! <laughs> Ah! It's my second favourite food-based cat anime. <laughs> I guess your first is Donyatsu. Yes, yes. Yeah. we love Donyatsu. <laughs> the, the manga's really weird for Donyatsu. Oh, yeah, they actually address all it's the like this, post-apocalyptic it's stuff. It's like a post-apocalyptic, <laughs> oh. like, people are, like, there's skeletons lying in the street and they're, like, just carrying on and not noticing. It's like, holy shit, okay. <laughs> this is fine. If uh, people at home, if they don't know, um, Bananya is a cat that is a banana, and Donyatsu is a cat who is a donut. <laughs> they should be a crossover. Yes, be. absolutely. Banyatsu. And, and then someone just do- does porn of the Bananya inside the Donyatsu's hole. Oh, dude, that's... Please. <laughs> Look at my Tumblr. They can't... <laughs> It's full of that stuff. I'd rather not. <laughs> Don't they kind of do something like that in an episode of Donyatsu where... Um, what? Where, no, where I'm what, pretty sure it is no, just where one of them, to Donyatsu where one of them the, what, what's, what's the girl cat called? Oh. Creamy frosting, I don't know. Piggy frosting. <laughs> yes, Peggy frosting. But yeah, she like gets a stick and jams it in the hole of Donyatsu and the other donut cat that I forget the name of. Bagel-san. Bagel-san. And then, and then rolls them like a pair of wheels. Mm, Which may be a sexual act in, its, in and of itself, I, but I'm, I'm not sure. It's you know, not my thing. You, you know when you look at something you go, this is porn, but not for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so if, they're, if they're wheels, does that mean it counts as a rim job? Oh Ram. my god, Ram! That was perfect. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don Yatsu rim jobs. That's what we're here to talk about today. <laughs> okay. Christ. I just remember uh, Menchi, uh, Menchiwawa. 
Minchie Whale. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Oh, and Kuma Karoon? Yes. I love Kuma Karoon so much. Is it Kuma Karoon? Well, it's Kuma Karoon, but yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, macaroons and macarons are different things. Oh, oh yeah, that always confuses yeah. me. Yeah, whatever. But whatever. It's, it's punny. Yes. We love it. I do love it when they have, when someone, um, because in, in dubs it's not so bad because they just localise and usually it loses the joke. But in any frenetic comedy anime when subs happen and they have to not only write the joke, but they have to write the context of the joke in the, the sub the as well. Notes. What editor's notes. Like, yeah. Oh, this means this and in and, and this context. It can't be written like that. Ah, I remember, screaming can be heard. I remember Excel Saga being really bad for Excel that. Excel Saga was really hard to watch subbed, man, because the woman spoke at about a mile a minute. I liked the dub of Excel Saga. I thought it was actually alright, for the most part. I tried to get on with it, but I mean, like, the, the, the Japanese voice actor for XL also did Sailor Moon's voice, so I'm kind of like, ah, bias. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, the I gotta listen is, to it. I watched XL Saga second because I actually saw the, um, the spin off first, um, Puni Puni Poeme. Oh, that oh, thing, God. I forgot about that. Yeah, and I, and I realized it was Link because they both had, um, they both had Nabashin in it, who had his little chibis come flying out of his afro with little katanas and guns and shit. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> See, I do actually own, I, I think in my life, I've only actually ever bought one manga, and that was an Excel Saga one. And it was so far along in a story that it was completely incomprehensible, yep. more so than Excel Saga usually is. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, we should probably stop talking about anime. Yeah, uh, yeah Mob Psycho's good, so if you haven't seen it, um, it, it's worth a watch. It's funny. It's actually genuinely funny. And even the, the, even the, uh, the dub is funny. Punchline. Yeah. Um, so, moving on to a different subject then. Did you see Robert Patrick's balls? Okay, so... I'm going to start at the beginning, and I'm going to get I'm gonna get to Robert Patrick's amazing, amazingly hairless balls. <laughs> okay? I'm going to put a pin in this. So... Don't put a pin in that. sounds painful. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> they're, just, they're just dangling around there. I've got to pin them to something. I don't want them to get lost He's or caught. He's going to pin them to his leg. Pin them to his leg. It's fine. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway... <laughs> There was a one-off, one-day showing, August 29th, 2017, where we went to see Terminator 2 Judgment Day in the cinema. Because because the original Judgment Day happened on August 29th, 1997. So, okay. It's 20 years ago, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So we went to see it, and it was in 3D, which is pretty good. Um, took a while to get used to, but I was I was super hyped, because I remember Remlays. You, you, you messaged me on Twitter. I, well, you replied to me on Twitter. Yeah. Talking about Robert Patrick's amazing balls. Yeah, because you can actually see them in a film. No. Oh, they, they've edited it. Yeah, they did. I was so angry. I, I turned to turned to Wib in the street. I was like, fuck is this shit? <laughs> and I was like, we got to leave. There's no point in watching the movie now. <laughs> but We're no, all here for Robert Patrick's balls. That's, that's, that's why Terminator 2 was so good. <laughs> I mean, the writing was okay and acting, I guess, was fine. But Robert Patrick's balls. Yeah, they put like a, a bit of... um. What is it? Like, there's like a, a pillar in front, like there's some debris. They put it just over his balls. And I'm like... <laughs> it's been Lucas. <laughs> they they, did <laughs> they replace do... his balls with a radio. <laughs> <laughs> it's better to replace them with Jar Jar Binks. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> you saw Robert Patrick's balls. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I can see nothing else. Just looking upside down, swinging beneath his legs. Well, his eyes do kind of have a bit of a... Oh Just God. in general, Jar Jar Binks is a bit scrotal. You know? Scroty. Yeah, no. Don't, just 
No, dear he, God, he, he looks like he's not a human. He's not a set of human genitals, but he's some alien race's genitals. Okay. No, I'll tell you what. He's the, he's the evolution of those scrotum frogs. Ah, yes. Okay, that yes. makes sense. We were just we were talking about scrotum frogs before the uh, the podcast. By the way, people at home, um, they're they're a real thing. By the way, they live in South America. Yeah, you can Google that. Just you know, be careful. Yeah, <laughs> save search on. Yes. <laughs> but no, I was quite put out we didn't get to see his glorious balls. In 3D. In 3D. Because this ball's thrusting at me from the screen. <laughs> I gotta watch what I fucking say. Oh my god. They so, did yeah. do a lot of other things. So I, I looked it up once we came back as to what they changed. Well, I know that um, there's the part where the, um, the T-1000 is chasing John down the... What are they called? Storm drains. The storm drains. And Arnie does like the jump... Into it, that in in like the, any other version, you can very painfully see that's a stunt actor. Yeah, which is fine. There's no way they're going to get Arnie to do that. They've they've like photoshopped Arnie's face over it, or like keyframed it all the way down. And I was like, I really wanted to see just Arnie's double doing that, and mm-hmm. then just swap to Arnie kind of like shaking on the bike and being like, <laughs> "Yes, that was totally me," and <laughs> just driving off. But, eh, I mean, that was fine. Yeah. They, they did change a few other it's, things. it's way more higher def, so I get why yeah. they do that. Um, there's was like... this the, um, this version you saw, was it the extended version? The, no, it wasn't the director's cut. I mean, I, uh, I even though it's, like, my favourite movie of all time, I really don't like the director's cut. Really? How come? Yeah, I think, like, there's certain bits, like, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I love the fact that there's, like, Michael Bain in there. Mm. Or Michael Bean, because I think he's amazing. I, I could watch movies with Michael Bean in them all day, he's great. Mm. But, like, there's the other things, like, where at the end, um, the, when the T-1000 is pretending to be Sarah, and he's like, oh, John, help me, and he looks down and he sees her feet melding to the, the steel grating. That always bugged me, because I was like, well, she's asking him for help. I've always kind of thought, like, she's like, oh, John, help me, and he's like, wait, my mum doesn't need help. What the hell? And then Sarah shows up behind him and is like, move, and he's like, that's my mum. Yeah, but the thing is, the feet melting into the, into the grate, that one shot, that was in the theatrical cut anyway, at least in the director's cut, they explained as to why it's doing that. Because mm. Rob Patrick grabs the ring and he's like, he's kind of merged with the ring. He's like, huh, that's not yeah, That is a really, really great mm. shot. I do like it when he, his hands go hazard stripes and he kind of does the shake. I thought that was that was fucking yeah. rad. That should, that should have been kept in the theatrical release because at least I explained something. Otherwise, he's like, hang on, why is his feet melting into the railing? Well, in to be fair, I think I'm not maybe sure if that is in the proper version. I'm it's not sure in the version is. that it's not in the version that was shown at the cinema. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. the one, one that was shown out this this year. Mm. They might have edited that, that as well though, because they edited it Arnie, didn't they? So it got Lucas yeah. along with Patrick's balls. <laughs> there's like Sarah Connor's feet replaced with radios and Jar Jar Binks's. Yeah, like I say, I saw a list of the things that were changed. Uh, the balls were explicitly in the list. I um, know. I didn't need anyone to tell me there's, that. There's a minor one that I do really appreciate, which is when um, the T1000 drives the, um, the the big tow truck into, yeah. down into the storm drain. Mm-hmm. You can see the axle pop off. Well, you can, but. Um, yeah, you can see you can see like a big chunk of the tire just fucking fly off. Yeah, like, you see you see the entire front axle just shear. Yeah, and you they, can look see they, they just splat. Yeah, but um, the, the you see the windows on the front pop out, and then the next scene they're oh, back he's, in. He's pushed, and then he pushes them out yeah, after but, he comes under the low. Yeah, low but he, it's been digitally. It was digitally put back in, so oh, so that the windows stay in when it goes down, mm. so there's not a continuity error. So I, thought that was I, I have cool. seen that movie at least like twenty fucking times. I would say, mm. yeah, and. Show. It is a f- oh, it's so fantastic! I love it. It's such perfect casting as well. Oh yeah, it's one of the few films so where you could argue that the sequel was better than the original. 
Painfully so. I mean, I, I came back after that and I watched Terminator 1 again, and it is so 80s and of the time. The music's really kind of like... <laughs> and you're like, okay, yeah, this is fine. And it, The hair... The, the hair. hair. <laughs> the one thing I liked about Terminator One, you know that scene where Arnie's like driving the car and he's looking in the car park, left and right, just scanning. If you watch, yeah. he, he moves his eyes first and then moves his head, kind of like if he's actually you know a security camera or something. So it's like no waste of motion. <laughs> no, so I thought that was a nice little character touch because actually, because you know a machine wouldn't do unnecessary motion, would it? Yeah. So it's like so moving that, the that, eyes that would be first, cool. then the head. It's like nice touch. I've never noticed that, and that's amazing. I just always assumed that Arnie just doesn't move like a human being. No. So. Well, no. Not at all. Actually, if you notice the weird thing, that everyone always refers to the T-1000 as the T-1000, but no one ever refers to... The T-800 as the T-800. Yeah, it's always Arnie. Well, yeah, because Arnie is the Terminator. Yeah, no one ever calls him the Terminator or anything. It's always Arnie when people are describing yeah. scenes or whatever. Well, Arnie's yeah. one of those, you know... He's like he's an actor that's like George Clooney or Sean Connery. They just play themselves, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. it's like Jack Nicholson and stuff. It's just... Yeah. It's just they're so charismatic and and fun to watch that you can just go, oh, Arnie's name is is this like his name is Dutch in this movie or his name is John Matrix. And it's like okay, fucking John, Matrix. fucking John Matrix. I know it's a real name humans have. Dude, yeah. God, I, oh, I love Arnie movies so much. But yeah, like there was oh, it was so great. I'm so so happy I got to see that like big screen because I've loved that movie since I was a little girl. Always loved mm. that movie. And then Terminator 3 happened. We don't talk about that. I've still got Genesize. I refuse Genes- to pronounce it correctly. Genesize. I've still got that. You have to do it in the same way as like in that Star Trek film. Genesis. Genesis. <laughs> With a Genesis device. Yeah. i got to shake my fist at the sky. But yeah, no. Oh god, it, it was really good, and I didn't notice. I didn't notice much, many changes. Whereas apparently there were a lot. There's a lot. It's just a lot of little subtle changes. Like um, apparently in the original version, I'd never noticed it myself, but you can see um, Arnie's arm behind him when he's ripping his arm off. Yeah. Apparently that was that was altered in this this oh, version. Cool, I didn't notice cool. it, but apparently it was. Yeah. I mean, I I will say like another thing about the um, the extended edition, like the uh, the director's cut. I remember like Dyson having a little girl in that. Mm. Like she's running around with with her brother Danny, yeah, and yeah. she's like, "Oh, like Danny," and like the, the mum turns around and goes, "Danny, you know, your sister's in bed. You need to go to bed too." And that yeah. always confused me, especially because when Sarah breaks in and starts shooting up the place, they're like, "Oh, what sister? <laughs> I don't have a daughter. That's dumb." Oh, she's just a really heavy sleeper. She slept through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, sure. You can't, get, like, head, you can't get little Susie up. Doesn't matter how much automatic <laughs> weapons fire there is. Well, it's probably because she got a bullet in her head now. Oh, don't make me sad. Poor little Susie. It's, no, it's alright, she was actually a Terminator in disguise. So that's good. Oh, okay. She was sent back to kill her, to kill her or to look after Dyson. Yeah, exactly. She was just really yeah. bad at her job. She was just really bad. Just a really heavy sleeper. She was undergoing a system update. Um. Oh, God. She was running on Windows 10. Which is <laughs> why she was just sucking so bad. Windows 2000. Oh, God. Yeah, she wasn't shut down properly. <laughs> Well, she was now. <laughs> oh! The weird thing is, is that I, is that when they came, it was like, oh yeah, you see Terminator Two Three D, and I was, I was like, but I've already seen Terminator Two Three D right. because that's a ride is the wrong way to describe it. 
and even saying it it's a like a four-dimensional experience. Yeah, an interactive experience. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's called it's something called called something like Terminator Two Three D Battle Through Time or something. Oh, uh, Terminator Four D, which is at Universal Studios. Was that the one that was also the, the, the stage show as well? Yeah, a little bit. It's um, it had the T One Million in it, which was like a giant spider. It's like yeah, it's like a big spider mantis thing. It's weird. It wants to eat you. But yeah, the great thing I I really like, yeah, it's at Universal Studios, and what the way it kind of is arranged is that while you're queuing up for it, like it's like you're going into a corporate presentation, like a tour. Yeah, um, here of, at Cyberdyne Systems, yeah, we care about much. the future of tomorrow. Like they're showing you footage of like we uh, we provide the uh, the uh, the, the, soft, the hardware the hardware <laughs> behind the modern military might of missiles. Of drones and things, and it shows all the all, oh, all these things they do. So cool! And then you go into like a kind of holding area, and whilst you've got this, this woman comes out and starts <laughs> talking to you. So we're going to go in now and see the presentation, and then the video feed gets uh, quote unquote hacked by Sarah Ooh. and John Connor, and they it is hack the the mainframe, I believe. Yeah. And it is it is uh, Linda Hamilton and Ed Furlong, and mm-hmm. um, before I think this I think this was mid Ed Furlong being made of drugs, <laughs> but they managed to. They managed to like cotton him for a few hours. <laughs> they managed uh, to like like dry him out yeah. for a couple of hours. And like so, they're sitting there like, "You guys have got to get out of there. This is this is bad shit. You want to stay away." And uh, and then the kind of feed goes back to normal. And they're and like, Jack "Oh, we... pulls the screen aside." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh no, it's fine, it's fine." And then you go in, and then you have like a live action presentation where all of these these. Robots pop up from the side. They're not T eight hundreds. They are these like unique ones. Uh, I like T six hundreds. Yeah, something like that. And then they shoot. Um, then they shoot a bunch of targets like in the ceiling. Well, they make it look like they do. And then they go. And then they go rogue. And then kill the audience. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> people a... actually die. Yeah. That's the three dimensional experience. But then a really unconvincing Arnie body double comes out on a bike, which bursts <laughs> through the screen. Okay, that's kind of rad though. And, uh, and and grabs a. An also terrible body double and of he, Ed Furlong and goes, "Come with me if you want to." No, live. no. He goes, "You should probably like. We should probably leave now if you want to survive this." And then they go back through the screen, and then it becomes a three D movie. Okay, um, which is just like a fifteen minute movie where you know she you just get fun. you just get to see Arnie as the Terminator just killing other Terminators, and then they go and fight the T one million who's defending Skynet, and they blow up Skynet. Okay, that's interesting. It's kind of a cool little thing. Yeah. That does remind me, I don't know if either of you guys have seen the deleted scene from, I think, Terminator 3, where they're kind of showing, uh, like, the military guys, like, uh, kind of the advancements with Cyberdyne tech, and they're like, oh yeah, look, and there's basically Arnie, he's like running on a treadmill, and it's, he's not Terminator, he's just a guy, and he's, yeah. he's the team... Arnie's oh, no, got like a really hilarious, like, southern accent. Yeah, he's like, well, howdy, y'all! My name's Jim Mc... Cowboy, and I'm here to talk to you about this new Cyberdyne. Yeah, basically like, like, that voice is terrible. Give him a German accent or something. <laughs> yeah, and like the guy turns around and goes, "We'll fix it," <laughs> like in, in Arnie's voice, and it's like, I hate that this is in Terminator Three because that would be a great skit on its own. Yeah, because I was just seeing because like Arnie, like as Jim McCowboy, he literally picks up like a model of the face with the T100 and goes, "Oh, it's me," and it's like, oh my god. It's so bad, I love it. Speaking of Arnie doubles, um, mm. do you remember the CGI Arnie from um, Terminator <sighs> Salvation? That was creepy, and... I will say this about Terminator Salvation. I'm glad it 
it was the first time in Everton to try and mix things up a bit by saying, okay, let's not just try going backwards into the past. Let's have it in the actual future now, see what's actually happening. It's like, okay, fair enough. At least they've taken it somewhere different, so you can't fault them for that. Yeah, that yeah. was, that was definitely like a good thing that they tried. I mean, I don't think it landed very well. I think the best part about it is that we we bought it cheap on Blu-ray. Yeah, it was a couple, it was, of, quid it was a couple of quid from some random like shop. So and we were like, like yeah, yeah, sure, let's give this a go. Um, I, w- I won't give away the twist because it's not the oldest film. No, it's a shit twist though. It's a shit it, twist it, 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 that you can yeah. see coming a mile yeah, away. But you know that really shit twist that you can literally work out in the first ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's one of those. And that it act, it acts like he's a surprise in the last like twenty minutes. They might as well just play the dun dun dun. Yeah, <laughs> it's not as bad as the one it, from Terminator Genesis. You know where the big twist is on the oh, fucking seen movie it yet. poster. Oh god, really? Oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. is it the fact yeah. that Arnie's actually a Terminator? To be fair, yeah, uh, uh, the, the twist in Salvation is literally ruined on the back of the Blu-ray they case. Put it on the back of the Blu-ray case. Oh god! Because I turned it over and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I knew immediately. I was like, shit. I mean, I don't care. I mean, the thing is, I'd worked out because right, because you saw that and said, no, don't look at the back of the case. And then we watched it. And, and I, wanted, I said, I said there'll be a twist because almost all movies have twists now. See when you can clock it. Yeah. And you got it within the first ten minutes. Yeah. And it's like, well, we got we Shyamalan. <laughs> God. Oh, Christ. Speaking of, but yeah. speaking of weird things and robots, who else remembers the fact that in WCW, Robocop came down to save Sting from Ric Flair? Oh, my God. <laughs> that, I didn't know that. That sounds like his life changing. That's legit. Sting was locked in a cage by the four horsemen. Robocop comes walking slowly down the <laughs> aisle, rips the, the cage door off. And then walks back. That's it. He, he's, That's he was like, on his coffee break and he was like, ah, shit. But the thing is, the, is pay, he, the pay-per-view was called The Return of Robocop. And he oh comes God. in for like five minutes and pisses off. That's it. That was probably the, the maximum amount of screen time they could afford. Probably. <laughs> well, the, the, the person in the suit dies of dehydration. Well, I can't remember... If the, they'd have it on for oh, like ten guy, minutes. So. The guy who actually played Robocop. Oh, I can't remember fuck, his name. I his name now. Damn. But I remember seeing a picture of him, like, he's like, there's a part in, I can't remember which one it is, where he's driving around in the car. And yeah. He's literally just not wearing trousers or the bottom half of the suit. Yeah. Because it was so hot. He's literally just in his pants, just driving around. But with the top half of Robocop. <laughs> the top half of Robocop. Like, driving in my car. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I refuse to wear pants here. La, la, well, to be fair, would, who the fuck would have the balls to ask Robocop to put on trousers? It's a fair point. Yeah. I hope I can see Terminator 1 on the big screen one day. Just so I can see Arnie's, like, massively floppy dingle <laughs> on the big screen. Yeah. Because he approaches Bill Paxson, God rest his soul, and, like, a bunch of the other ne'er-do-wells <laughs> with the jiggliest peen. <laughs> <laughs> it is flopping oh, around. Yeah. It, it is going nuts. It's just, like, when it's so hyped to be in a Terminator movie. When you watch it on the big screen, it's been remastered, and it made it as, like, as big as a horse cock or something. <laughs> Put, no, they've put, like, fucking Robert Patrick's face over it. Judge your bits. <laughs> Judge your bits. Misa's so floppy. You know, I've just realised... Hands are over your boots and your motorcycles. <laughs> I've realised... Oh my god. People are going to get a weird idea about us. I just remembered, we have an entire podcast called Will Smith's Dick and Balls, dedicated to the fact you can see his dick and balls in Wild Wild West. <laughs> Oh, we we should change the podcast so it's us pointing out when you can see people's dicks and balls in movies. It's like, you got the balls to show this? 
<laughs> that's a good. That's a good name. If that's you a, yeah, if you want to see Willem Dafoe's dick and balls, uh, I think you in Antichrist. Um, yes. Also, bad things happen to his dick and balls. Didn't in that they movie. use a stunt dick and balls? Because apparently he was quote from the director frighteningly large. I have heard that. Yes. <laughs> that's something I never needed to know. I've, about I've not Willem actually Dafoe. seen the movie because I. I try not to watch movies where bad things happen to penises. Okay, that's fair. So don't don't, don't watch Black Sheep then. You know that film about the mutant killer sheep. Oh, yeah. There's a guy who has his dick bitten off by a sheep. But going going back briefly to talking about Bill Paxton, don't you find it funny that he's the only person to have been killed by the Terminator, the Predator, and the Alien? Yeah. yeah. God, he was around everywhere back in those days. Yeah. He was awesome. God. Oh yeah. Poor bugger. And I am biased, like, that's the sort of era of movies that I like the I, most. I love 80s, I mean. early 90s action movies. Perfect. I love that stuff. I, st- I still maintain that a lot of the films from the... Funny enough, a lot of films from the 90s still have better effects than what they do today. I mean, if you look at compare Jurassic Park to Jurassic World, Jurassic Park 1993, and it st- looks like a million times better. Oh, God, it still looks so good. I mean, like, did you hear about the amount of troubles they had, like, in the T-Rex pen? With the big animatronic? Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, just anyone who doesn't know, because uh, of the water, it would occasionally, after about, I think it was like half an hour of shooting, it would seize up and just start juddering and, like... Get the shake. So it would start, just start shaking violently, which I don't know what's more frightening, honestly. <laughs> I mean... So, yeah, like... <sighs> even when you compare, like, one of the worst ones, like Jurassic Park 3, at least you still have that image with the animatronic Spinosaurus in the rain with the fire. That looked fucking awesome. I mean, there was a shit oh, film, yeah. but that was an awesome scene. Absolutely. It's like, come on, practical effects. There's just they are so cool. It's like, I really, my personal favorite is if they use a lot, lot of practical effects, and maybe if they have to do anything, they can just touch it up with with special effects oh, yeah. like three D stuff. I mean, yes, yeah. it's like the problem. Don't go full three D. The problem with three D effects these days is that a lot of people are using them as a cheap way, and not even bothering to composite the shot because of it. I mean, if you look at something yeah. like say the remake, the the eighties version of the thing, or Aliens, you know, for example, the practical effects now were amazing. Then you look at the yeah. later remake of the thing, which was shit, and like that was, yeah. it was and then things like Alien versus Predator, it was mm. shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I still think it, the original thing was so perfect though. <laughs> what the one from the thirties? No, 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 not playing. John Carpenter. John Carpenter's the thing. Oh. You sarky shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, got, someone like, would point out. <laughs> yeah, some someone will like totally slam me for that, but yeah, like oh, like lighting the whole thing by basically flare light, and having all those practical effects and just oh my, what a perfect movie! Oh, that John was. Carpenter's the thing is my favorite horror film of all time. It's so, so perfect. It's like even till this day, I can't really watch it on my own because I'm a massive wuss. <laughs> like when they get chase the guy outside and he's like half done, yeah. that still freaks me the fuck <laughs> out. I'm like mm, no. And then, then they remade it and just didn't get what made it so well, good. The, the, remade, they remade it into John Carpenter's John Carpenter's The Thing by John Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the thing with the... The Thing. Ah! Um, with the, the the remake prequel thing that they, they made. They couldn't really decide. Because, I mean, at the end, in the, in the end of like, mid-credits sequence, they, they started chasing the dog. Well, yeah, because it, it, the, the one that was made a few years back is just a prequel, but they also just call it The Thing, just to make things more awkward, because no. it's sort of a remake, but not. Yeah. Mm. Um, but apparently, they did originally do it all with practical effects, 
and then the studio came in and went, that looks like shit, redo it in CGI. And then they should have just burned them all and just left them in the snow. Yeah. And done what they wanted. Turn, turn into a snuff film. Yeah, turn yeah. into a snuff film. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think I think they are on YouTube somewhere. You can see the original practical effects. Well, snuff they film. Okay, that's No, right. not a snuff film. No. Oh, speaking <laughs> of um, films and production that, have any of you guys heard about the actual pr- production history of Ghostbusters 3? Not the, not the crappy reboot, the one with Bill Murray and the like. And the amount of troubles that had that I remember like um, Angry Video Gamer stating that that should have been made into a film all by itself. Just imagine seeing like Dan Aykroyd chasing Bill Murray over a Ghostbusters 3 script on a golf cart or something. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. No, all, all I know is that, yeah, it, it was in development hell for, well, basically since Ghostbusters 2. And then the mm. Ghostbusters video game for PS3 and Xbox came out and... That's Ghostbusters 3, let's be honest. Yeah, I've heard it's not bad, actually. I never got around to playing the story, it. The story's, pretty, the story's really good. The fact that you got all the original cast in was brilliant. Mm. So you just watch all the cutscenes on YouTube and like, I'm watching Ghostbusters 3. <laughs> nice. It's better than that reboot piece of shit. I, I do always like that when they, when there is a sort of soft sequel in, in like another medium. Mm. Like when they did the um, Back to the Future Telltale game that was sort of like another Back to the Future thing. Oh, that was I liked that. That was good. I yeah. thought that was actually really good. And they had that guy who sounded exactly like uh, Michael J. Fox. Yeah. yeah. He was a brilliant sound like... But they still got um, Doc Brown in though, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he did sound like he was super you can tell, old. Yeah, you could tell he was a lot older. But God, yeah. I love Christopher Lloyd though. Yeah. What a sweetheart. He's such a cool guy. But yeah, I'm always kind of a fan of that because like ultimately making... Something like a Telltale game is a lot cheaper than making another movie. Yeah, but... you see that they're talking about like, uh, well, Telltale. They're talking about making Wolf Among Us two, which I am super fucking psyched about. But they're also talking about wanting to make a Black Mirror game. Oh god, huh? Like Charlie Brooker's like Black Mirror, and I'm like, I don't know. See, Charlie Brooker might be up for that because he's a massive gamer. Mm. But at the same time, he's also a pragmatist, and he's not just going to sell rights off because. I, I I would I would rather see. I'd rather see a Telltale game of Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know how a Black Mirror game could work. No, because every single story is unrelated. Yeah. yeah, it's like... I mean, I guess what you could do is well, have each episode seem unrelated, but then the last episode ties them all together. I guess that's what you could do. I just remember that sort mm. of bad joke, how um, the first episode of Black Mirror is actually a political documentary. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good documentary. And the fact that I came out before it as well, I was like, whoa, that's kind of freaky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I remember I remember Charlie Brooker actually had to comment because his, his Twitter blew the fuck up after that. Like, when that happened. This is like, oh, fantastic. But yeah, I think they should, they should like, turn that into a Telltale game. What? Yeah, like, yeah. like hammer A to fuck pig. <laughs> Well, if you have press, press B to hold back the tears. Oh God! <laughs> press X to confess to your wife. <laughs> oh sh- shit's getting dark. <laughs> well, you know, like Black Mirror is pretty dark, so that yeah. works out actually. Press Y to rescue princess. <laughs> God damn! You know we're getting dangerously close to talking about video games on I this know. thing that is ostensibly a video game. Podcast. I know that's what everyone like joins in to listen to us talk about things that aren't video games. I have no idea what people listen to this for. I, don't I have know. no earthly idea. But talking about like Telltale games, I am super excited. Well, no, I'm not because I'm a cold dead husk and I can't feel emotions anymore. But I'm kind of interested in about about having a Wolf Among Us two. Yeah, because um, I love the Wolf Among Us like first one. So it was a good game. Yeah, yeah, Wolf Among Us is my. Yeah. I was so I've been meaning to kind of reinstall it and play it. 
It's my favourite Telltale game. Mm. So. It's very good. I, mean, I haven't played The Walking Dead, but I'm just so done on mm. zombies. I, I like The Walking Dead. I've still got to play um, Season 2, but Season 1 was really good. Mm. I've, I've heard nothing but good things. And I'm not a fan of the TV show either, so... I, I, the TV show. I think the problem for us is that The Walking Dead um, game came out like dead centre of yeah. us getting absolutely sick and fucking tired of zombies in everything and then everyone telling us, oh my god, you've got to play it. It's super good. It's not about the zombies. It's about the people. And then I'd not always calmly explain that <laughs> that's been the case of zombie fiction since Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. You're a cranky So one, that's not a way to sell it to me. Mm. <laughs> In fairness, at least at least zombies have undergone better treatment than what vampires have. Oh, <sighs> poor vampire and werewolves. Ugh, werewolves have been turned to shit. Not as bad as the vampires because everyone think everyone likes vampires because they're pretty. The best <laughs> version of vampires is still um, the ones from Discworld. So no, that is true. They are very very cool. But I mean, come on, like werewolves are amazing, and I I shan't hear them. Apart from the ones from Twilight. Who just turn to giant, badly CGI dogs who fall in love with babies? They're big dogs that talk like they're in an old soap opera. Like, oh my god, Jacob! I saw you talking to I don't know, token female number four. I was watching Neighbors the other day. <laughs> I was watching Neighbors. <laughs> Do you really? I really think that Harold's the coolest character. God, why do we always talk about Harold from Neighbors? Because he's just, he, he's... It's where Kylie Minogue got her big break. Because she would be so lucky, 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 lucky. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, like, I'm sorry, but Harold is so much better and more talented and more attractive and than Kylie Minogue. And he can play the tuba. He can play the tuba. So, you know, he's a dreamboat. Yeah. It's amazing. Ow, <laughs> Harold! Anyway, um, video games. We should probably talk about video games. Oh, yeah. Um, speaking of Harold, the dream daddy, I have actually been playing dream daddy. Yes. It's it's actually really fun. It's a dating game where you date hot daddies. I have not played it. I have no intention to play it after seeing the reactions of most of the fan base being the most toxic since Overwatch. <laughs> really? Oh, oh yes. shit. Yes. We'll um... get to talking about your favourite game, Overwatch, soon. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> no, I mean, I've kept away from the from the fandom and I'm just I'm just enjoying the game itself. And I think it's, it's pretty fun. Like, the, the daughter character is really cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's really eerie, because it starts out, and it's like, and she's like, oh, Dad, like, we won't find those fit pictures of you from your Scar band, and I'm like, child, what do you know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And it turns out the dad's actually, um, Shooks from Madness. <laughs> oh, God, that would make that game so much cooler. <laughs> but no, like, I, I've kind of, I got introduced to the, uh, the clear-cut, like, he looks like 76 from Overwatch. Sorry, Ram. But he's, he's kind of like, he's the all-American boy, and he's got, like, the, the sweater over the shoulders and oh. stuff. And he's like, oh, yes, you'll have to come to the family barbecue. And he's so clear-cut, and he freaks me the fuck out. I don't like him. He's like... I bet he listens to the American Males entrance theme. You know, American Males, American Males, American Males. If you haven't watched WCW, you wouldn't understand. But, hey. <laughs> That's all he listens to every single day. That's that's what initially tipped me off. But no, like he's I'm convinced he's like befriending me so he can sacrifice me and use my blood to summon like Cthulhu. Buff Bagwell. Yeah, it's something something's going on there. Mm. Like like He's gonna summon Buff Bagwell. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Buff, ba- Buff Bagwell, he was one half of the American males. Um uh, oh. uh, funny enough, he's also now a male prostitute after his wrestling career ended. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, 
Best he of was luck known to him. For, for, um, he's buff, he's tough, and he has the stuff that you can't get enough. <laughs> that's his tagline. You see, that's a pretty good slogan for a prostitute, to be fair, so... <laughs> As someone that knows basically nothing about wrestling, every time I hear something about wrestling, I... You see, the reason I'm not into it is because when I was a kid, all the people at my school would argue to the hilt that it was all real. Oh. And I'd sit there and go, but it's not. It's obviously not. And the more I hear about it, the more stupid the people I went to school with appear. (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah. These These weren't like... Four-year-olds, either. I'm talking like teenagers yeah, here. Like, oh, half of them were thirty, like, <laughs> and they were held back a lot. Thirty-year-olds, so, yeah. You're right. That's fine. But no, like I remember, like guys at my school, they they would think it was real as well. But I never talked to talk to them about wrestling because they didn't really want to talk to me about wrestling because girls can't be into wrestling. Oh, people would just talk at me about it. Hey, do you um, like how wrestling is... Like, yes, okay. Um, okay. That's great. Well, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> oh. Do you want to also hear about the football? No, I'm okay, uh, thank you. Not the football. Not the football. Oh, I don't like the football. So, hey, you want to play the football? I go skateboard. I'm a cow. <laughs> hey, fellow humans, wanna go footballs? <laughs> no. About Dream Daddy, anyway. About Dream Daddy. There's lots of daddies in there. And, yeah. Don't know what else to say, really. It's, it's very well written. And you can get, because it's, like, to do with, with Game Grumps, so you can get, like, Aaron and Danny hair, <laughs> and, like, Aaron and Danny costumes, and it's like, oh, yeah, Woo-hoo. fine, that's great. I mean, I didn't go for that. Hmm? Woohoo? Yeah, yeah, it's just like, oh, I mean, I guess. I, I, I don't like Game Grumps. Yeah, I, I haven't watched them in a while, so. I mean, they seem like really cool dudes, and Egoraptor is, is the king of te- internets. I, I, I think, God, you're showing your age with that fucking I really saying, am! Yeah. I remember the awesome series. Um, Metal Ge- I remember Metal Gear Awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. Metal Gear Awesome was so great. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I think that's the thing. I always oh have a bit God, of a hardness. I want to bang you. David Hayter actually said that on radio. <laughs> I love that yeah. man. I do have a soft spot for Ego Raptor just because he's one of those those internet people that was around when I was sort of first really getting into. Yeah. Like internet kind of. He's internet granddaddy. I still remember when I first got on, like, in discovering internet culture. One series I used to watch all the time was um, Bebo, the cat that was the cat. What has facial hair? It's this, it's this <laughs> cat with a mustache and beard, and he just smokes cigarettes. And his owners like this eighties person with huge hair, and they have such <laughs> stupid plots. It's like I say, "Hello, Bebo. Hey, what are you doing?" No shit, you're smoking. No, I kick your ass. <laughs> God, that, that doesn't sound anywhere near as like that. Sounds way weirder than what I used to watch, which was like Blowed. Oh, the old Joel Veach stuff. Joel Veach and stuff like Blowed and Friends. Ratherthegood.com. Ratherthegood.com. Yeah. And it had the crab of ineffable wisdom. <laughs> so like the. I, I used to watch um, Newgrounds quite a lot. Oh, mm. Newgrounds! I remember the yeah. I think the only things I really watched on Newgrounds were like the Awesome series. And like a bunch of uh, all I would watch to do on oh, salad fingers. Salad something. fingers freaked me the fuck out. I hated salad fingers. Oh, um, I remember Pit Ops. Jo- oh fuck, what's his, what's his name? Because uh, it's fatpie.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. Oh god, what's his name? Because he didn't he do stuff for Charlie Brooker. He has actually, yeah, yeah. to kind of feed that back around, yeah. Uh, Charlie, Charlie Unicorn and all that. that was oh, a good one. Shun the non-believer, Shun. Mm. I also remember Kill Frog oh. as well, um, with like them. Um, the evil piggy show. It's like the three little pigs and the evil, and they're like killing people. And it's like they had the um, ultimate survival. It had all these 
weird characters. They had like three. They had Ultimate Survivor, Ultimate Survivor Africa, and Ultimate Survivor Afghanistan. <laughs> God, that reminds me of StickDeath.com. Oh, that oh was fucking awesome. get old. That's going back a ways now. <laughs> I remember on my dial-up internet loading up gifts. Super Beast. Super Beast. Yeah. yeah. The stick figure. Yeah, that just kept just mauling and came out to rob like, zombies, maiming zombies. people horribly. Yeah, like what? <laughs> You know, the, the, the internet was a very strange time. You know, the really depressing thing is that you realise that we're old. Stick. <laughs> there are people who are going to be listening to this. Yeah, we're who old. were born after Stick Death stopped being relevant. Oh, don't say that. Because I mean, I assume Stick Death probably still exists. I mean, it's I'm probably still that, out. There. I'm going to check that right now. This is when you find out that it's out, the domain has been sold to like a really messed up porn site. <laughs> Uh, no, that's Stick Games, redirect me to. SD Reborn. Stick Death Reborn. Oh. Oh, so it does still exist. But it's something called Weebly.com. Weebly? And you can't access it. It's not like Weeble. But apparently all the things are on YouTube, though, so it looks like so. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and Weeble as well. Weeble and Bob. Oh, I used to be... Weeble and Bob. I used to be well into Weeble and Bob. I actually had a blog on their old website. Because right. I, I was I was on the forum a lot. Do you remember when the DVD Showing came up. out and they had to change it to Wobble and Bob for copyright reasons? Yeah. What, really? Yeah, Yeah, because Weebles wobble but don't fall down. What, Weebles are a real thing? Yes. It's, it's a brand of toy, Weebles. You, they're like things that are weighted in the bottom so they won't fall over. Oh, you mean the weird egg things that... Yeah. that okay. Yeah. Is, that, is, that, is that what that's called, the Weeble? Yeah, they're called Weebles. That's creepy, it sounds like a bug. So that's why, you yeah, that's why it was called Wobble and Bob. When they, cause they also, I think they also showed them on like MTV or something. Yeah, they did. Really? Yeah. Oh, I am out of it. Yeah. 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 God. A lot of the time I'm really... He's still doing stuff, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He's doing stuff like Tom Scar and all that. Yeah, I, actually, I watched a video of his the other day that I had, um, oh, what was it? It was Tom Scar, Boogie, um, Jack's, Jack's Films, yeah. and Ashens and Dan Bull were in it. They were all twerking. Yeah, twerking. Yeah, that, I've yeah. had that song stuck in my head since, Tom, Tom thank Scar you. Tom Scar seems to be moving over to more legitimate, well, I say legitimate, to more mainstream media, because he's doing stuff with the BBC now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's he's done a few things with the BBC. I think, like, he, uh, he does a lot of, like, sketches for his main channel a lot as well too not not really into um the astiff movies those those are things he, i think he still does but yeah, every six months or something yeah <laughs> yeah, I, yeah he doesn't say pay the bills i think yeah no that's just fair hey, that's fair yeah. that's fair i mean i still enjoy watching them you know they've, they've gotten better as as they've kind of gone along yeah i think it's the sort of thing with him and the bbc is that he was doing sketches to hopefully get picked up for a sketch show but it never happened yeah but at least he got the sketches and yeah, you know yeah. we're done it like, like he did like a content. video that had like um sir kill a lot from robot wars in it yeah. yeah he did i remember that the one where he was dressed up in, in the owl fursuit yeah i remember him actually because i follow him on twitter and he was like yeah uh, is anyone uh in scotland uh with a with a fursuit available <laughs> PM me. <laughs> Which is a sentence you never want to have to say on Twitter. You're just like, okay. And so, yeah, some guy just showed up in his, his first suit and it's like, oh, God. that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that that's just what that person looks like. They're, they're not human. They're just I'm literally just, just a I can just de-skin myself at will. <laughs> <laughs> what, that's... No, that's their skin underneath. They have to put a human suit on top of it. And the thing is, it doesn't even change the shape. It's just this horribly malformed, like, owl-shaped skin glove thing. Well, yeah, you can't exactly put skin over, you know, wings, can you? Because that's so Yeah. Big. God, man. It's just like it's got elephantitis on his forearms. Like, I am human. 
I am not suggesting that he wouldn't look like a Cronenbergian nightmare. That pile of dogs from the thing. You know those monsters from Silent Hill 3? With those big boxing glove <laughs> oh. arms? That's basically what the owl looks like in human skin. Oh. <laughs> but with a smiley face. Yes. Because they're super happy. And laser eyes. Because I'm pretty sure that's how he kills the circular lives with laser eyes. Or, or like that weird psychic stare. Mm. I don't. I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I'm pretty sure like explosions and eyes are, that cause it are a thing. You've made at least three people happy anyway, because any time <laughs> along the few occasions I've brought up Robot Wars in podcast streams or videos, I've, I've shouted at you and told you to shut up. Yeah, well, people, <laughs> there's, there's like a small group of people in the comments who are just like, "Yay, Robot Wars!" <laughs> I still remember when that show was hosted by um, Jeremy Clarkson. Oh shit! Yeah, originally yeah. it was. And then it was Craig Charles, and now it's Dara O'Brien. Yeah. Dara O'Brien is such a darling. Yeah. And so then it was Craig yeah. Charles, to be fair. Clarkson. But yeah. fuck, Jer- fuck Jeremy, whatever his name is. I don't like that guy. Yeah. yeah. He's all hair. <laughs> Not anymore, he ain't. <laughs> he's old now. Oh, really? He's old now. Yeah. He's, he's, he's old and bald now. That's Do fine. you know that Jeremy Clarkson um, actually did, very briefly did video game journalism? I did not know that. Does he play video games? He was. I think he was in the magazine that actually Charlie Brooker. We keep coming back to him that he started off in. It always comes um, back to Charlie Brooker. Let me guess. He was reviewing Gran Turismo. Uh, this game is remember. very bad. <laughs> I think it was back in like the kind of Spectrum days. Oh shit! Like it was fucking. It was like an early job of his. Like between like major things, he went and did that for a couple of months. Mm. Um, I can't remember if he was any good at it. I can't imagine so. No, I can't imagine it would be. But yeah, he he did do video game I reviews. Like, we are skirting. I did like Clarkson's video, though, where he actually had a race between a G-Wiz electric car and a wooden table. <laughs> and the table won. I, I mean, okay. I don't even I don't even want to know any details. It's a <laughs> table won a race. That I'm happy. That's all I need. I do remember, like when I was when I was a kid, I had a VHS that was one of his standalone things that he did. That was sort of, in a way, they were kind of a prototype for the remake of Top Gear. Mm-hmm. Top Gear Light. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Um, but it was just him, um, and they had a bunch of cars that were weird converted ones. So there was like the 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 sofa where the steering wheel is like a pizza, oh, like yeah. tin. Um, yeah, that is pretty clever. And the uh, the shed that is just a quad bike inside a shed. That feels like it's cheating. It's a bit cheating. Yeah. And there's like a boat um, that was a three wheeler on the inside, so that had a habit of tipping over at speed. <laughs> and yeah, he had a race with them, which was an interesting thing yes. that I have witnessed with my own eyeballs. Well, <laughs> today I learned. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still better to have him on top gear than it was to have Chris Evans. And to, to any Americans listening, not Chris Evans, who's Captain America, we're talking about the awful radio presenter, ginger person, Chris Evans. Who, like, married Billy Piper for a while. Yeah. And then she divorced him and took all of his money. Yeah. Oh, shit, really? Damn. Yeah. It's, no, I, I don't think um, anyone, like, comes out of that story um, happy or good. Mm. Well, it's like, Billy Piper, she got a shit ton of money, but at the same time, she had to share her bed with Chris Evans. Yeah. That could, yeah. that could have been pleasant. Oh, fun, speaking of it, this is time back to Chris Evans and time back to video games. There's a link. Oh, I don't know. What? Are you, tr- are you trying to seriously steer the conversation towards video games? Yes. Well, well, while still, oh my while God. still focusing on Chris Evans, did you, okay. did you know back in the early 90s that Sega released a, um, a water safety video featuring Echo the Dolphin, Sega Pirate TV, if any of you remember that, 
you know, which had the guy, which had um, Spud Gun from Bottom in it as the main character. And, and Good. A, what do they call him, Spud Gun? Give him a potato. I'll show you. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, what do they call you, Dave Hedgehog? Give me a hedgehog and I'll show you. Uh, <laughs> it also had David Hasselhoff and some other cast from Baywatch. And, and Chris Evans all talking about water safety. No joke. <laughs> that sounds like a fever in dream, fact, dude. I, Holy dang. On my channel, in my liked videos playlist, I actually have that video saved because I was looking for that for well over eight years. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Because I remembered it. I couldn't remember I couldn't remember if it was a fever dream I had or not. Um, <laughs> which in fact, see that reminds me of the, um, the the Nigel Mansell racing advert from the I think it was from the early nineties. You remember Nigel Mansell, the Formula One racing driver? Oh yes, who had a who had a fine mustache. There was an advert where Rick Mail was in it, and it was his entire family was Nigel Mansell, so they all had all had the small mustache oh, God, that God, Nigel Mansell had. Just, oh God! Uh, old video game adverts were fucking weird because they couldn't show the games because. Well, that much, because the games were fairly basic to look at, because it was, you know... They had to sell you on a theme. So they they just make these weird comedy skits. Fuck, do you remember that one that was... I think it was actually banned. I think it was for the Xbox, where a woman gives birth. Oh, the guy goes shooting out with... Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then like he's just flying through the air, aging, and then like he gets so old he dies. It's like, life's yeah, short, it, way more. Xbox. Yeah, and it's just like, oh no, what? Did any of you see um, the band Sega Saturn advert? That in just Europe. No. That a guy who's like playing, like in the race car, and ends up having the car crash. His eyes get sucked out of his skull and stuff. Fucking that hell! That sounds fucking brutal. I'll try and find it. Um, yeah, this is this is the one. Um, it was like a two minute long advert. Um, but yeah, this guy sits in the race car, has his tubes got to his. Eyes, his eyes get sucked out of his skull, and he's like playing Daytona <sighs> USA. And Fucking at the end, you've got this guy going like he's he's being carried away on a stretch. He's got a huge crown of thorns on his head, like Jesus. And he got this other guy going saying, "Reality always hurts." <laughs> Welcome to the real that world. Sounds, Sega Saturn. That that honestly sounds like an old art film. That was the thing. <laughs> like the one that always kind of sticks in my head, and it's not like the most mess. It's not messed up or anything, but it was an old advert for it was Tekken Three. And it was just a pair of scorpions fighting in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Yeah. It was, for, and you sit there and you go, "Okay, right, that was an interesting oh. set of imagery you've thrown at me." What the fuck is that going to do with Tekken Three? <laughs> it's not got a dinosaur farting on a man made of wood. Did any of you see <laughs> that Australian advert for like um, like a Guitar Hero knockoff for the DS? Literally, he's got his, his, um, his kid's birthday, and his mum comes in singing "Happy Birthday," and the kid goes like. What the hell is this? Fucking sponge cake? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he like flips it. He's like, fuck you, mum. And then it's just, and it's it's like, just has a, a picture of what the game is like, okay. <laughs> oh, it's not like it's so realistic you'll think you're a rock star. And then because he's acting like a complete brat. Yeah. And, f- and I'm thinking, what the fuck's wrong with sponge cake? Sponge cake is awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's not like, I don't know. Cheesecake's pretty good. So what would be the high end of baked goods in this case, if not sponge cake? What's the high quality shit? Chocolate fudge cake, maybe? Oh, fuck off with the chocolate. I, I guess it depends on how... <laughs> Ooh, get the class system involved now. I'm I guess... step out as a colonial. I... It's like, um... We all, we all know the upper class cake is red velvet cake. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Fuck I've heard that. that's really overrated and kind of shit. You heard wrong. It's fine. 
You know what the upper class cake is? Carrot cake, because they think it's fancy because it's got carrots. Like coffee cake. (laughs) Carrot cake can fuck off. The, every corner of the earth, it needs to fuck off. I think what we need to establish is a baseline, because there is there is one controversial cake opinion, okay. which we need to establish a baseline so we know where, where we all sit. Okay. What's everyone's opinion on Battenberg? Battenberg can suck my dick. It's the worst. Uh, below average. It's low tier. It's gross. Good, good. Cause it's I, shit tier, my boy. I, if, it, if it's in the room... And it's the only cake to eat, I'll eat it. But if it's in the room yeah. and it's the only cake to eat, I will literally you, you, kill a man you with it. You can feel all the sugar grinding on your teeth when you just bite into yeah. the sponge. I hate the consistency. And yet it's some gross. people go fucking nuts for Battenberg, and I it's like, mean, this is objectively a bad cake. We can't refer to those people as people. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going down that. Road. That's a dangerous one. Let's be honest, if the choice was between Battenberg or Victoria Sponge, everyone would go for the Victoria Sponge. Victoria oh, Sponge yeah. is way better. I don't trust anyone that wouldn't go for Victoria Sponge in that position. I'm not saying they're bad people, but I, if I had kids, I wouldn't leave my kids with them, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, that's fair, that's fair. What's your view on Bakewell tarts? I like Bakewell tarts, but I still think they're kind of low tier. I, I used to like Bakewell tarts a lot, but I think I just ate a lot of them as a kid. Mm. And I kind of o- overdosed on them a bit. What about mince pies? Because those are the shit. I'm not a mince pie guy, no. honestly. No, mince pies are vile. Surrounded by heretics, I can't believe this. <laughs> Mince pies are great because they're a cake you can have booze with. And it's the only cake you can have booze with. I don't care if you're going to come up with a bunch of other cake. Uh, Excuse me, Christmas pudding. Christmas pudding is a big mince pie without the pastry. But you you, can can sit there and drink any alcohol with any cake. As I say, you can sit there and eat one of those caterpillar cakes on your front lawn with a can of Stella and only... Oh my god! That's the most depressing thing I've ever fucking can of white lightning, Colin birthday cake. Ooh, you're set to go. It's like that's oh god. You know what's worse than like sitting on your lawn with a can of Stella and a Colin caterpillar cake? A bottle of Stella? Oh no. Bottle of white lightning. But the can of white lightning and some Battenberg. Oh, that's when you know your life's just yeah. gone down some dangerous paths. Ooh. I'm classy, me. You gotta be classy for the mates, you know what I'm saying? Like, so fucking classy. Welcome to the Misanthropod. We are now about cakes. <laughs> First of all, we were all about Robert Patrick's balls. Now we're all about cakes. That's the way it goes. How about cakes shaped like Robert Patrick's balls? Oh my god, that would be weird. Because I think that'd be a bad thing. Because it'd be mostly like that marzipan icing, which I hate. Because yeah, you, you gotta get the crinkles in there. You can get, um, uh, like, cake shapes. Chocolate Springs representing a pubic hair or something. Mm. I don't think he has any ball pubes. Well, not anymore. He went through time, didn't he? We'll go see it off. <laughs> That's why it always confused me. It's like, okay, why do they have any head hair? I mean, I'm fine, but whatever. Well, and couldn't you, like, surgically implant a gun into your butt or something? Or, yeah, just shove, like, a derringer up your ass and boom, you have a weapon. Just poos out a knife. Couldn't you just, like, get a couple of slabs of meat? <laughs> Couldn't you just get like, first. Couldn't you just get a couple of slabs of meat and then just put a bit, of, put a gun between them and then sew them together and then you have like a meat bag. A meat bag. A person. A ham bag. Yeah. A ham bag. Perfect. <laughs> so you suggested, and then you can transport okay, future so, tech through time. Okay, first movie doesn't count because that is a massive mad dash. Because the Terminator's already gone through and he oh, he, yeah, he yeah. has to leap through because yeah. there's no time. And Absolutely. Then the building yeah. gets destroyed. The second one, they literally could just sew loads of guns into ham. Oh, that reminds me of speaking, speaking of this. Um, how the hell did the one in Terminator 3 go back? Because she doesn't have skin. 
It's liquid metal. Well, neither does Robert Patrick either. So would Robert Patrick, yeah. Oh, How do they go for it? It's liquid metal. They're not covered in skin. Science. 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 <laughs> yes. Because what they did was they sewed them into meat pouches. <laughs> I think we all saw Patrick's meat pouch. <laughs> Left over, he just crawled out of it. So. <laughs> that's a that's a point as well, considering the fact you could s- steal all that. Why would a Terminator be, need to be, have genitals grown anyway? If it's just literally just so they can disguise themselves, they're not going to be walking around naked around you know, you know the rebels. Uh, it'd be like, sup, John Connor? Just going for my normal midnight stroll in the moonlight naked. I'm not a Terminator, honest. I'm not a Terminator. You can see that I have a dingle. Okay, yeah, checks yeah. out. And two berries. <laughs> I don't have dingle and two berries. I am not a terminate. Yes, I, I can have a three piece suite, you know, two chairs and a sofa. <laughs> I love the idea that Terminate is a program with all this weird euphemisms for dick and ball. <laughs> As you can see, I have a canoe and two rocks. Nah, that's not so good. I was Sorry. I, I, well, yeah, they're programmed by machines. It's not going to be good. They don't no. know what's a good euphemism. As you can see, I have uh, data invalid 404. <laughs> <laughs> as, you can see, yeah, as you can see, I have the mouth hangs open and just the modem, like, startup noise kicks in. Would you like to see my cascading style sheet? <laughs> Fucking Would you like to know it. more? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it seems like you're trying to examine my junk. Do you need help with this? Oh, God. I mean, I always kind of interpret the fact that they do have the dick and balls is just just to you know make them better infiltrators because you don't know. I don't know. Uh, they use it to inter- interrogate people. It's like tell me where John Connor is. I can be very persuasive. The erection mode activated. <laughs> you know, what? seduction mode active. Careless whisper starts playing. <laughs> Barry White <laughs> starts dancing. <laughs> The big question is, did the old rubber terminators, the ones with rubber skin, do they have a big old rubber dick as well? No, they have like, you know those weird dildises that people get and you see vines of them throwing them onto like car doors as they like whipping down the motorway. They have like huge ones of those that's kind of like a suction cup. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Because then they can remove it and fucking twat you with it. It's an, it's an offhand weapon. Yeah. They're weebles wobble. You can, use, you can use the rubber dick as a bonus action. <laughs> weebles wobble. But, oh my god. A Terminator sits down and their balls just start swinging around. Left, right and centre like a weeble. That would be perfect. We spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about Terminator's junk. <laughs> well, they shouldn't raise the questions because like, we can tell that they're like... that like Terminators do have naughty bits. Do their balls hang low? Do they... Whip- uh, swing to and fro, can you time me up, can you time in a boat? The, the T-1000 could. He could literally tie someone up with his nards. Why does he never use that as a stabbing weapon? He should... <laughs> I'll tell you what, shall I move on and talk about one of the things that's actually on our list to talk about? Yes! Okay. Um, so dicks and balls. It's a video game. <laughs> Knives and stabbing weapons. I, sh- I shall talk about a video game that I have been playing a lot of recently. Okay. Uh, which is Slime Rancher. Okay, are there dicks and balls in that? Well, lots of slime. There's a lot of slime. Well, <laughs> okay, tell me about because we played that for the channel like a couple weeks ago. And is the most goddamn adorable thing in the universe. It is super cute. They're just little things that bounce around and have happy faces and make pleasant noises, like Robert Patrick's balls. <laughs> <laughs> the first ones you catch are tiny pink ball, uh, tiny pink balls. Oh, they're super happy to see you, though. They are. They are uh, much like Robert Patrick's balls. <laughs> Uh, I think Robert Patrick's balls are just glad to get an airing every now and again. 
fucking hell is this? It's Titan Hero. <laughs> Maybe we should... <laughs> oh, God. Why did they program his balls to have, like, sentience? That's just cruel. No, I, t- I tell you cruel what's like, unusual. It's like that one episode of South Park, you know, with, um... With... Minji! I can't film my next Minji! I can't remember with, that. Um, I've not watched South Park in many one years. One with, um, Oprah Winfrey's, um... Arse and vagina having individual personalities. Okay, that sounds very South Park. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's so crazy. Yeah, for, okay. We, Slime Rancher. Slime Rancher. We need to talk about Slime yeah. Rancher. We, so we spent like an hour and a half talking about dicks and balls. Yeah, it's We're coming fine. back to to the dicks and balls. So <laughs> the slanesiest podcast ever. But yeah, so um, so yeah, Slime Rancher. It's quite it, it's it's quite a good little game where you. It's um, it's like one part an exploration game because there's a huge area for you to explore and find little nooks and crannies and find. Um... Yeah, I know you're laughing. I just use the term nooks and crannies. <laughs> I didn't even laugh audibly. I just kind of contorted my face so I wouldn't laugh. <laughs> nooks and crannies. Yeah. So there's, there's a huge explorative element, but there's also kind of a farming element. But it, the farming element is admittedly fairly shallow because you just breed slimes and and uh, get food to feed you them. You breed them. Yeah, well, breed them's the wrong word. You you can kind of feed a certain kind. Um, okay, so when you feed a slime, they they poop out a little thing called a plort. Yes, does it actually go plort. That maybe that's why they call it, it that. It does make a little pop noise. Um, you can then feed that to other slimes, so you can make them eat each other's shit. Um. Um, and depending on what type of slime poops out the plot, depends what type of plot it is, and then that will turn the slime you feed it to a hybrid of that first type of slime and the other type. So there's also different kinds. There's like the basic ones that are just a little pink ones. There's ones that are kind of like cats. There's ones that are like kind of rock golem type ones that kind of roll in a ball and charge towards you. Oh yeah, those do. There's exploding them. ones that just repeatedly explode. They don't die, they just explode. They're like Kablamus, the exploding man from the Mask animated series. I see. Which I'm aware is a reference to a bit of pop culture that I'm sure everyone listening knows. Pop culture from 20 years ago, you fucking OAP. Yeah, the shit animated series of the Mask. <laughs> it was better than the Ace Ventura one. Oh, that was... They had a crossover! There was a crossover where Ace Ventura... I think I can't remember which show it was in, but yeah, Ace Ventura and The Mask got together from those relative, you know, respective um, animated series. It was weird. And both of them are still better than The Mask 2. Yeah, but that's... That's not an exceptionally difficult feat. That was a creepy-ass film. Oh, that was weird. There's there's a fucking van down the road from us, and for some reason there's a DVD copy of The Mask 2 on its dashboard, and it's been there for weeks... Yeah, I want to know they're the, dead. are they're the people dead. okay in there? No, they're dead. Is that why they haven't gone back to pick the van up because yeah. it's contaminated? Yes. I don't know. Obviously, it's an anti-theft device. No one's going to touch it. So I was like, oh, it's like, oh, it's got master. Yeah, fuck that. He's like, oh, it yeah. is tainted. <laughs> I shan't go near it. It's been corrupted by chaos. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think the chaos gods are that depraved. Yeah. Well, it's not ash. Mm. Mm, I don't know. Speaking of... Uh, of the Chaos Gods, you can actually get make the slimes in Slime Rancher go through the flesh change. Oh. Um, if if a, an already, like, cross-bred cross slime that has, like, things from two different types of slime eats a f- another type of plot that doesn't relate to the two types that it is combined by, it turns into tar, which just consumes everything. Yeah, those guys are kind of dicks. 
Which, yeah, in the video we did, there was an outbreak that consumed everything on your ranch. I didn't care. Well, at that point, everything had stopped going wrong. Yeah, so I just watched it burn to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a funny game, because it's, it's technically kind of shallow, and you've sort of seen everything that's in it before. It's, yeah, it's just kind of a basic farming game with, yeah, kind of explorative elements. There's a, a little bit of Metroidvania about it, as in you, you have to get certain... Like, you have to get the jetpack to be able to get to certain areas and collect things to unlock new areas, and you can get through to different areas different ways depending on what you've unlocked. But it's just something kind of quite pleasant and relaxing about playing it. It's not particularly challenging, but I don't know. Like, you know, sometimes you just want a game that you can just idly play for like an hour or so here and there. I mean, I think it's very telling that after we did recording, you were like, I'll just give it another go. And then it was 3am. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm supposed to be editing the video about this game. (laughs) And I wasn't. I was playing it. (laughs) GG. But yeah, um, I think it is generally a little bit on the expensive side, but um, but I mean, it depends on how much time you get out of it. Really, I've played it for like twenty hours. Only twenty hours. So, like, I mean, um, someone did you know kindly gift it to us. But if I had have bought it, I would have got my money's worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the game, but yeah, it's 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 one of those yeah like how the value for money depends entirely on how hooked you get by it, and that's somewhat hard to quantify. It's like like crack, really, isn't it? One would think. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I, I assume. I have not done the crack, um, so I can't well, you compare the two. Because it's whack. Well, unless, unless that crack was Demon Souls. The game, Demon Souls. Yeah. As, as, as the <laughs> yeah. one before Dark Souls. The better one. The harder one. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't like Demon Souls as much as Dark Souls. I mean, come on. Can we just agree that the best Demon, the, the Demon Dark Souls is Dark Souls 2? <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, I am I am joking. Holy shit! Before I get people like sending death threats to me, that was a total joke. L- legitimately, the best one's Bloodborne. Oh, we need to play it. We don't have a PS4, so we've never played it. No, but, but it's so aesthetic. Mm. Now that does werewolves right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. Plus, it's all Lovecraftian as shit, and that's uh, that, so that's good. my jam. Is it your jam? Yeah. I will yeah. say the one thing that I didn't like about Demon Souls when going through to play it again is, aside from the fact there's a few bits that obviously, because it was the first iteration of this this game that they just keep iterating upon, there's a, a few things like I don't like the health system where you just eat watercress. Um, <laughs> What's wrong with watercress? It's delicious and nutritious. Because you can just run out of it oh. and you have to go buy more. Oh, well, that's the point. Uh, you're meant to what? conserve your health. You're meant to dodge it because, like. The whole point of Demon Souls is like you lost. Was it you lost? Okay, you you get half your health now, and you can get it back when you prove you don't need your health. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it just feels. It, I, I feel like. Um, I mean, you know, obviously, how you feel about the the, the story and, and the progression and bosses and things is going to be largely down to personal opinion. But I don't know. I feel like the the repetitious aspects of the Soul series um, they didn't nail until. Uh, Dark Souls, I think the Esther system really was a good way. And I think when they try to mess with it later on, it's just not been as strong as... I just think Dark Souls 1 has the best health system. And also, thank you, neighbours, for bringing in the bins right now. Um, <laughs> I'm I, so I, glad they chose today, especially because it was days ago when the, the bins were taken. I, oh, shit, we left probably our bins are full of raccoons now. <laughs> Time to just drag them screaming down the entryway. Get it ready. I don't even know if people will be able to hear that, but we can hear it. I can hear it. 
Okay, well, people That's, can probably hear it then. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe you don't stop. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. It's fine. Get the raccoon. But yeah, I, I per- yeah personally, I, I preferred um, <laughs> preferred Dark Souls, especially because the bosses in Demon Souls, I found them to be a lot more kind of gimmicky and annoying to fight. You know what I found really annoying to fight was um, the Dragon God, just because it wasn't really a fight, more as, as a puzzle. But like the fight against like Tower Knight, they basically recycled that fight verbatim in Bloodborne with one of the later bosses because it was that good a fight. Mm. I know I, I didn't I didn't really get much out of that fight to be honest. I mean I never I never beat um, Demon Souls in all honesty. I I beat like the first like did you die against four um, or five bosses or something? Or did you not get that far? Uh, I don't think I got that far. No, I don't remember. Because what because the one so. problem that Demon Souls does have. Um, the magic is overpowered as fuck. Like, oh okay. If you if you pick a magic class, you can breeze through the game. Like, you get a hold of the firestorm spell, you just run up to like some some of the bosses. Like, doing new game plus, right, which is meant to be a lot harder. Clear the first area, ramp to the first boss, phalanx, cast firestorm, one hit kill. Damn, <laughs> Shit, okay. One hit kill against the filthy colossus. One hit kill against the leech lord. It's. Against certain bosses, it's stupidly powerful, that spell. I guess that's, like, the Soul series has always had a bit of a funny relationship with magic. It's never really felt like they've got it where they want it to be, which is why it gets tweaked so and much. And then it did Bloodborne, where just like, ah, fuck, get rid of it. <laughs> fuck that, <laughs> fuck shields, fuck yeah. half the game. Just it's basically, just, right, yeah. you've got a weapon that can change to a different weapon, and you've got a gun. you got a pew-pew gun, yeah. it's well good. There's one level in Bloodborne that's really, really fun, where you go to um, Old Yarnum. And like, there's a bit where you got this other hunter on top of a church. And he's got a fucking Gatling gun, and he's like shooting you. Like, yeah, I've seen that. Like, yeah. Ah, fuck this shit! Oh my god, these monsters are everywhere. They're poisonous. Nah. <laughs> that sounds fucking <laughs> rad. I've actually recently, because I, because um, I played through Dark Souls three at launch, um, and when the DLC started coming out, uh, we had to we had to reformat our computer and. Dark Souls 3 was the one game that I forgot to back up my data on. Yep. So I had to go through it all again. I actually went through with a with a friend recently, um, kind of getting myself back up to the point because I'd already be- I'd beaten the entire game bar the um, what's his name, the Forgotten King, mm. Nameless King. I was I always forget his name. <laughs> Funny that. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd, ever- I'd beaten everything in the game except him on my own. Um, and the only reason I didn't continue to try and beat him on my own was just because I got kind of fed up with doing it and stopped having fun, and so I was like, fuck it. I got to the windmill. <laughs> the windmill? In Dark Souls 2? Well, Dark Souls 3. Was the windmill in Dark Souls Oh, oh, yeah. And yeah. I was like... Sorry, so... I thought you played more than Dark Souls 3 than that. I'm sure... No, wait, no, I did. That was with my second character, so uh, I went through with a caster. Oh, yeah. Because I wanted to do... I wanted to roll a caster in the first one, but... Literally, everyone was like, "Fucking don't!" I was like, "Okay." Yeah, I've heard casters on good and three, but so I'm not I didn't. One, so. uh, the second one I had one, but it was quite. It was a lot easier. The second one was. Uh, second one casters worked okay. I got. Yeah, they worked I, fine. I got um, through most of the game playing a caster once. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got through a good way. Um, but yeah, no, I, I stopped. I stopped in the windmill with my caster because mm. my first one was just a standard warrior kind of knight. Yeah, because knights are easy. Easy peasy, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not really, I'm not good at the difficulty. Like, I'm just, I'm terrible. I'm the worst gamer ever. <laughs> it's it's not like the Soul series is um, notorious for being difficult or anything. Oh no, not at all. Nah. Which is probably why I played so much of Dark Souls Two. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know, in a weird way, I think Dark Souls 2 is kind of more difficult than Dark Souls 1. Only because of stupid, really stupid shit going on. Like, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Also, like the Rat King boss, like, it's a, if you can kill all those little rats first, quickly, it's piss easy, but if one of them bites shit, that's it, you're fucked. Yeah, it's just, it's, it just punks you out of nowhere so often, Dark Souls 2 does. And also, I just find, like, how... I didn't realise whilst I was playing it, but then when I, I went back and played it a little bit after... after Because um, I played through Dark Souls 1 and then played through Dark Souls 2, and then I went back to Dark Souls 1, and then when I went back to Dark Souls 2 again, I realised how fucking slow and unwieldy everything is in it compared to the first game, and especially mm. compared to Dark Souls 3, which is lightning fast comparatively. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then, then we'll go to Bloodborne and oh, be yeah. like, oh, what is this speed? The thing is, but yeah, Bloodborne so I, I, as well... You, your playstyle is completely different because you have to be more aggressive. Because yeah. like the game yeah. actually rewards you for being aggressive. Because if you get hit, if you get aggressive and start hitting them back, you get some of your health back. Yeah, yeah. God, that sounds like that would be such a painful transition from going to like, Dark <laughs> yeah, Souls I... to Bloodborne, especially if you're very It'd get you wicked. Yeah. If you're a very heavy shield user, yeah, like, yeah, like me with my double shield build. <laughs> I just go around Bloodborne using the Kirk Hammer. It's literally. First mode, it's just a dinky little sword. But then you do the secondary mode, it's a massive fucking hammer. Yeah, that's pretty great. That sounds it's amazing. And then set on fire. So you just scream, burning hammer! <laughs> yeah, I'm currently playing through the the second DLC of Dark Souls 3, finally. Um, no one with all the spooky lady trees who just murder you. No, that's the first one. Because um, I didn't that's like Ash's them. That's Ash's very I like the army because you get antler helmets. From yes, that is that it's is. Pretty, you can get an antler helmet. It's pretty heckin' right. Uh, the second one is where um, oh fuck, what's it even called? Oh, the Ring City. Um, so yeah, I've been playing through that a bit. Um, you fight nothing but giant crabs. It's yeah. There is there is bad times in that. Like you just wander into an area and then there's just Rise. an angel in the sky that just pulls uh, pelts you with shit well, constantly. Until you find a thing that is actually the thing controlling it. Rude. Which you've got to scour the whole area all the time, basically being the f- artillery f- shelled, <laughs> but with lasers. It's not, yeah. it's not good. That seems a bit over the top. It's, it's, but Dark Souls DLC has always been like crazy. They, they do tend to cut a bit more, a bit more loose with it. Like one of my favorite things in, uh, in all of the Souls games, despite it being from, you know, not the best one. Um, is from the oh, is it the Ivory King DLC for Dark Souls Two? Oh, uh, where you drop down with a bunch of other knights into oh, yeah. hell, that's, into that's the chaos. Pretty amazingly cool. Though. And then he, and then you fight a bunch of smaller of small guys, and then the I think it is the, the Ivory King. The curtain of flame one. pulls back, and a single you sized guy walks out. At which point, your butthole clenches so hard you snap your chair in half. Yeah, because the moment a you sized enemy shows up. Let alone a you-sized enemy that is walking in one of these soul games, you are fucked. Yeah, you know that guy's probably going to be a bit of a beast. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Oh, god, that was so. Also, I just cool. want to say, back in regards to Bloodborne, um, <laughs> fuck Father Gascoigne. I hate that. It's like the second boss in the game, and he's no joke. Probably the most difficult boss in the game. It's the second one. <laughs> He's <laughs> he's he's a lovely little cinnamon roll, and I think he's perfect. Like, That's because you've not had to fight like, him. No, just, I just think his design is great. Starts, starts off as a normal hunter bloke, you know, and then he take half his self away. Then he turns to a giant fucking werewolf and goes completely berserk. Yeah. And he's like, oh fuck! 
he goes full beast mode and it's like, I'm so glad I'm probably going to just give up before I get to that point when I play it and then just watch you play the rest of it. Probably. So it's fine. <laughs> I can like, I think Father Gascoigne's really cool. I like the fight. I really like the fight with Vicar Amelia. That was an awesome fight. Oh my God. I really want a tattoo with Vicar Amelia. She is perfection. Just because the design is right She's as a hell. werewolf with antlers. With antlers. Who? That's the most perfect thing. Who's the size of a two-story building. Yeah. And, and she, she screams does... at you. It's just like, oh my god, spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> she is so perfect, I love it. Mm. Some phenomenal designs. Like Mogul's Wet Nurse, which is like a six-armed Grim Reaper with a whole bunch of scythes and like six angel wings just going... <laughs> with scythes and it's like, ah, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> god dang. Yeah, I do really like the Lovecraft and kind of really grim kind of design with those mm. with, all, with all that stuff it's pretty fucking rad I also like because I mean knowing that it was going to be a long time before I got a PS4 like I watched a, like a full let's play of, of um, Bloodborne so I kind of saw everything but I, I did really like how it was sort of a stealth Lovecraft game and it starts <laughs> off with like goofy goofy werewolf kind of shit and then just gradually it's like oh yeah by the way <laughs> here's an old god yeah oh they're all over the place by the way you just can't see them yet because you're not crazy enough. Yeah. You oh. haven't got the insight. It's like, that is... That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. I oh, do and like don't it. look at the Shogoth, because it'll literally kill you. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It probably will. Which is, uh, yeah, I just think that's pretty rad. Mm. Although, we should probably think about wrapping this thing up with... Uh, but we didn't loop mm. it around, so we were talking about the old gods dick and balls. Hmm... <sighs> Uh, if you want Lovecraftian uh, dick and balls, uh, go watch Reanimator, where you can see Arnie's stunt double. You can, um, yeah. And you can see his dick and balls in Was there. Was he the stunt double from the first one? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Which t- which ties back to Arnie and Terminator, where you can see his dick and balls. There you go, tied round. Yeah, yeah, yeah there exactly. We go. There we go. There we go. Perfectly looped. It's it's a it's a loop of dick and balls and a robberous, <laughs> a, a phallic robberous. Phallic robberous. Except for that one part about death mode, but fuck that. Yes, yes. It's fine. We'll forget that. We'll we, just, we'll... we did man, We did start talking about Willem Dafoe's dick and balls, though. So. Oh, yeah, that was mentioned. So, yeah. <sighs> well, well, Ram, we're, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. We're sorry we, we ruined everything <laughs> by talking about the dicks and balls. Thank you for having me on. It was an interesting experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if you want to block us on all social media platforms. That's now. fine. That's fine. We're expecting it, honestly. <laughs> If uh, if people like what they hear and they want to check your stuff out, where can they find you? Um, check out my channel, 40k Theories. I'm sure Stephen will put a link in the video description. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you, then. Yeah, alright, then. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'll, I'll put it everywhere. It's just, yeah, YouTube, 40k Theories, and, and go watch all the really cool lore videos. Yes. yes. And your podcast. Yes. Which, I'm... which is way better than this one. <laughs> Which we're actually recording later today as well. Oh dang, you are a machine. I am a machine. <laughs> you see my pictures after, I mean, after all, so... Well, yeah, 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 this is true, this is true. Uh, so yeah, well, thank you everybody for listening, um, and goodbye. Thank you and goodbye. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>